Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Chapter four, your business, one of a kind, not one of the pack. I want to clear up a huge misunderstanding that many businesses or professionals have who are in the service industry. Even if you work for a larger company, in most cases, you are not an employee. You're a business owner. You usually need to develop your own clients. You're an entrepreneur. And because you're an entrepreneur, you need to stand out from the pack, not just do what folks around you are doing. For example, many new loan officers try to fit in and follow in the footsteps of mortgage professionals around them. They act as if they've been given a job description with certain duties. Go to real estate networking events, cold call real estate firms, work with anyone who walks through the door, work weekends and nights, and answer their cell phone 24-7. To be successful, they assume they can't choose what hours to work. The job drives their schedule. They don't think they can choose what clients to have or what their business looks like. With just a few variations, service professionals and other industries could tell you the exact same story. They've been given outdated, inaccurate notions about what it really takes to be successful. I get it. When I started in real estate, I did all the things I saw others doing. Broke and newly single, I even knocked on doors looking for leads, which took hours and hours away from my two little girls. But I was extremely motivated. To be more accurate, I was desperate. I didn't know it at the time, but the universe, call it God, a higher power, whatever, had something bigger in store for me. When I left my teaching career abruptly to dive into a new career, it felt daring and scary. The crazy part about this story is that if I hadn't taken that leap of faith, if I had let my fear of change get in the way, I would be in an incredibly different place today. Looking back, I'm so glad that when I had the inclination to change careers and dive in, that I did it. Remember, my goal was to be a stay-at-home mom to play real estate, but my plans quickly changed when my husband left. Because of my successes today, people seem to think that it's all been smooth sailing. It hasn't. And I didn't get to where I am just because I'm bubbly and smart. Honestly, I've heard people say that. The reason I've been in the top 1% in real estate and the reason I've had such great successes already in my coaching and training business is because I have an incredible work ethic, drive for excellence, a strong appetite for educating myself, and I'm different. I've always approached this career as a serious business owner, even in the beginning when I was frightened and insecure. I always put people before things, and I love serving those who trust me to help them. You've got to start thinking like an entrepreneur, a business owner. It's true. You don't have quite as many choices when you're first starting. When I began in real estate, I focused on buyers, and I did a lot of the traditional things like open houses to get leads. But even back then, I was thinking like an entrepreneur, not an employer. I tried to do things a little differently than people in my office. I analyzed what was working and what wasn't. I knew that I was the one who had to create the kind of business and success I wanted. I constantly took classes to learn. I tried different things and failed, then failed again. Don't get me wrong. My results were outstanding in my first year, but I wasn't as innovative then as I am now. I worked like crazy, but I was timid about standing out and making myself known. I wish I had understood the awesome power of being bold and innovative. You don't have to make the same mistakes. Whatever your business or profession, jump into your business boldly. Make a difference and be different. 
create your unique business, and do the things your colleagues and competitors are not doing. Be an entrepreneur. Hire a coach. This may seem crazy to you, but as successful as I am, I continue to have a coach. I'll talk about this again in chapter 11. But for now, just know that it's difficult to do something new and be the best of the best on your own. You may need mentoring, constant pushing, and help at implementing all you need to do to be the best, to stand out, and to make it happen. Don't be a lemming. Don't just follow the leader. Be a leader. My goal was always to be number one in the market. In the beginning in real estate, I'd study a super successful broker and figure out what I could do to be as successful as they were. I kept the technique or approaches that fit me and discarded the rest. I started studying other businesses outside of real estate to see what made them successful. Then I took what I learned and applied it to my business. For example, early on, I realized that I wanted more control over my time, which meant dealing with sellers rather than buyers. So I turned my attention toward making that happen. The point is that I didn't just drift along doing real estate, and you just don't want to drift along doing landscape design or doing yoga classes. Create your vision, which might change from time to time, of the type of business you really want, then focus on putting that business together. Your goal may not to be number one in your industry. You may just want more revenue, stability, or to work with a different type of client. You may want a business that secures your financial freedom or one that lets you control your time. Whatever it is, the principles I'm sharing will help you get there. You need to start with your unique vision of what kind of business you want, then design your brand around it. Are you looking to transform your business? Well, if the answer is yes, then you don't want to miss out on our intensive event starting soon for only $97. This event is jam-packed, full days of live coaching with me. We have breakout sessions to customize and implement our daily trainings so that you can actually utilize them into your business. We're going to give you the training to craft your personal strategy to convert your leads into long-term clients. So let's go. What are you waiting for? Register now. Can't wait to see you there. And let's transform your business. As a service business or professional, who you are, your expertise, your personality, your character, your work ethic, your connections, and your approach is your business. To build a really successful business that will also make your life more fulfilling, that business has to be a reflection of who you authentically are. A lot of new professionals might try to build a business that looks like a hot shot guy or gal sitting next to them, but that's a mistake. You want to discover the specific, unique value only you can bring to the table. Then you want to incorporate that value into your brand. To get started, get specific about who you are and who you want to work with. Develop your niche. Have you heard the phrase, niches make riches? It's true. In professional services, in just about any industry, if you put yourself out there as a generalist, you get a ton of competition. As a generalist, you have to spread your marketing efforts and budget really, really thin to expose all the possible services you could offer and capture all the categories of clients out there. You might think that by creating a niche, you will be losing too many opportunities. You won't. By doing a good job in your niche, you will end up capturing business that is outside of it as well. On the other hand, if you try to relate to everybody, you won't capture anybody. When I wrote my first book aimed at realtors, my editor kept reminding me that if I try to write a book for everybody, it won't be very useful. The raw beginners won't understand it. It will be too simple for very experienced readers and real estate hobbyists will think it's too much effort. By honoring my message down to a specific type of real estate agent, someone who really wanted to give the most out of their real estate business, I could give clear and valuable information. When I wrote my second book, I honed in on people who wanted to stop being employees or who were newly retired and wanted to become entrepreneurs. This book is geared to local professionals and businesses in the service industry. Even though many of my strategies would work 
For things like retail or direct sales, the issues and challenges of local businesses and professionals who provide a service are different. So the examples and illustrations I use are targeted to that niche. Creating a niche is also going to save you thousands of dollars in marketing. You won't keep throwing away marketing dollars trying to attract everyone. Instead, you'll focus your efforts and money on attracting the client that you want to work with. If your focus is millennials and first-time homebuyers, you won't waste money on an ad in AARP or posters in a senior housing community. You'll focus on text messaging, social media, and apps like Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, and Snapchat. If you're focused on yoga classes for older people, you won't rely solely on text blasts or mobile phone compatible landing pages or social media sites. You'll use snail mail and email, even hand deliver fryers to senior community centers or advertise in their monthly newsletter. When you narrow in on who your perfect client is, you know exactly who to market to, how to market to them, whether it's on blogs, social media, any of your landing pages, your lead pages, whatever you're doing, you know what you're focusing on and who you're focusing on. Have you ever watched an ad on TV and had absolutely no idea what the ad was about? That's because you are not the person the ad is trying to attract and the advertiser doesn't care if you get it. They've designed that ad to hit home with the specific market who does understand it. Remember, you don't have to make an impact on the entire world. You just have to reach a few. Let's put it into perspective. If, as an architect, you had three clients a month last year and your goal is five per month this year, that's only 24 more clients that you need to reach this year. It's not a million. If your goal is to fill one more dance class or 20 students, that's just 20 more families you need to find. If your goal is to close 50 more loans than you did last year, that's 50 clients or about four per month more that you need to attract. Who do you want those new clients or students to be? I encourage my students to come up with their client avatars who are representations of your perfect client. I learned about this from one of my mentors, Runcel Brunson, and many other highly successful marketers teach this as well. You may already be thinking about the people you want to work with. By creating some avatars, you begin to understand what makes them tick. For example, when I started my coaching business, I wrote down that I wanted to work with people who are go-givers, who love learning, who are high achievers, and who want to serve people, and who want to be at the top of their game. Then I thought about people I already know who are like that and asked myself, where do they get their information? Where do they shop? What do they enjoy doing? What do they read? What issues or challenges do they face? What is most important to them? What are their priorities? What are their hobbies? What stages of life are they in? Who do they follow on social media? How old are they? Are they married or single? My point is, you get what I'm saying. One of the most important questions you can ask to help define your avatar is, what keeps them up at night? In other words, what worries them? What upsets them? What do they have in their lives that causes them pain of some kind? What are they afraid of? People are drawn to things they love, but they are even more motivated to get away from things that are painful in some way. To connect with them, you need to let them know that you really, really understand their pain points as well as their desires. In fact, all of your marketing messages will be tailored around those two ends of the spectrum. Hey, I hope you like what you're hearing. So right now you're actually listening to my book. We're giving you parts of our book each and every episode. So stay tuned for the next episode on Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday, where we release more parts of our book, Sell 100 Homes or the Ultimate Digital Marketing Playbook. Thanks for being here. Appreciate your time and stay tuned for more.